This episode is for those who are scared to progress your exercises. Welcome to the podcast, helping you overcome your proximal hamstring tendinopathy. This podcast is designed to help you understand this condition, learn the most effective evidence-based treatments, and of course, bust the widespread misconceptions. My name is Brody Sharp. I'm an online physiotherapist, recreational athlete, creator of the Run Smarter series, and a chronic proximal hamstring tendinopathy battler. Whether you are an athlete or not, this podcast will educate and empower you in taking the right steps to overcome this horrible condition. So let's give you the right knowledge along with practical takeaways in today's lesson. Welcome back, PHT rehabbers. Let's go through today's episode. I, well, first of all, um, I hope your rehab is going well. I have received just the last couple of weeks just been makes my job really great. Like there's been some recommendations, some sort of people mentioning the podcast, giving shout outs to the podcast, just reaching out to me saying, thanks for such a great job that you're doing. Um, just gives me, yeah, a lot of joy for delivering such a niche topic and people are just blown away when they see the podcast and say, oh my God, there's, um, this is exactly what I'm after. I'm having injury chats with people saying they've just binged 60 episodes straight or, you know, they found out my podcast last week and they've already caught up to all the episodes. I just find that extremely fascinating. So um, thank you. Thanks for your support. Thanks for the mentions to the podcast, especially recommending the podcast. If someone's posting on um, some forums about PHT and they're struggling and someone's mentioning the podcast saying, check this out. That just makes me feel really, really good. So thank you. Thanks for your support and keep it up. I, I really enjoy this. Um, it keeps giving me motivation and momentum just to continue bringing out more episodes. So thank you. Um, I have no idea why I haven't done an episode on this topic in the past. And I guess I, I maybe have just put it, sprinkled it in as a general concept throughout the podcast is here and there but I wanted to address this issue head on because I jump on injury chats. Um, you know, there's free 20 minute injury chats in every link to every one of these podcast episodes. So we could just jump on, have a conversation, see how your rehab is going. And I hear a very, very similar story very, very often. So um, it's most likely you've encountered the same one of either two scenarios, either someone will come on and say, I have pain just doing bodyweight exercises. So like bridges or, you know, bodyweight lunges or step ups, bodyweight squats. And because I have pain doing those things, I don't want to progress. I don't want to increase the weights because it might make things worse because already just doing bodyweight exercises is causing pain. So that's scenario number one. Scenario number two, which is probably more common is I've tried progressive rehab. I went to my physio. They progressed me too quickly. I flared up. Um, I was flared up for days or weeks, and now I'm scared to reintroduce those things again. I'm scared to progress. I'm scared to do those exercises that they had me do at the start and because it flared me up. So what I'd like to do for this episode is kind of address both of these scenarios and hopefully give you some reassurance um, set you on the right track, maybe give you a bit more confidence to start implementing something different. Um, 
So if one of those scenarios resonates with you, just keep listening because I'm going to try and lay some things out to sort of help you along your rehab journey. So let's start with scenario number one. I have pain with body weight exercises, so I don't want to progress. All right, firstly, pain during exercise is okay. Pain during exercise is acceptable, but we do have some conditions, some restrictions that we place on those. So um, for most, because these sort of rules um, are a bit ambiguous and might vary from person to person, but generally speaking, pain less than a four out of 10 during that activity is what we deem acceptable. So if you have a zero, one, two, or three out of 10 during that exercise, that's still okay. If it's a four, five, six and above, then we need to modify it. And sometimes I'll get, I'll see a new PHT client and just based on their history, based on what I believe their level of irritability is and their severity, maybe I change that to less than three out of 10 rather than less than four out of 10. And, you know, um, those sorts of, that's just a, a judgment call that I make based from circumstance to circumstance, but never will I say that, you know, we need to keep it zero, but there are additional pain rules that need to go on top of this. The second one is that pain needs to settle relatively quickly for some, for like runners, I might say less than 24 hours for those who aren't runners and, or maybe they're <clears throat> presenting a little bit more irritable than others. I would say less than 12 hours. So pain less than four out of 10 during that activity, but reverts back to your baseline, which would be your not necessarily pain-free, but your most settled state needs to return back to that in less than 24 or even better 12 hours. So there are pain rules. So you might still be within those, those pain guidelines with body weight exercises and be ready to progress, but you're not, you're just a bit um, apprehensive or anxious because those body weight exercises are you know, generating some level of pain. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is that tendons, I'll say this again, I say this in almost every episode, tendons love slow, heavy load. That's how they get better. That's how they become less painful. That's how they regain function and regain strength. And so let's go through that again. Slow, heavy load. So you can't do slow, heavy load just doing bodyweight exercises. So if you continue just doing bodyweight exercises for several weeks, several months, you're not giving your tendons the environment or the stimulus that they need to get better. Um, and yeah, it make, makes sense. So I have actually seen people struggle with bodyweight exercises. And let's say we jump on an injury chat and they say, um, I'm doing bridges and I'm doing, say, TheraBand curls and I'm also doing hip thrust, just isometric hip thrust or body weight. Well, the band wouldn't necessarily be body weight, but you know what I'm saying, not, not heavy load. Um, and they say they have pain. They say they're nervous to um, build up their strength. They've got all this soreness sitting. They've got this soreness when they bend over to pick something off the floor. Um, they get pain when they drive to work. Um, and they're just really nervous to 
make it worse, but we actually load them up with heavier exercises and they get better. And so contradicts their beliefs, but is very, very clear of why that response would happen, illustrating sort of what I'm talking about now. Tendons love slow, heavy load. So you give them the slow, heavy stuff and they start getting better. So you get less pain, which again is contradictory to what people might believe um, because you're loading the tendon. There is research to show that if you do load up a tendon, for some, not for not for every tendon, not for every person, but it can have this analgesic effect. And analgesic is just a fancy term to show to say like a decrease in pain. So if you load a tendon, it can have an analgesic effect. So you can load up, say with you know deadlifts or um, get really heavy um, isometric bridges for say. And it can decrease your pain. You can go about your day. You can probably sit for longer. You can bend and pick something up off the floor and do that with less pain because that tendon's warmed up and loaded and can last for a couple of hours. And so if you try this, you have less pain. You're starting to feel stronger. You're starting to gain more confidence. You're starting to feel a bit more reassured that the heavy stuff is the way to go. And that's the approach that I would like you to take if you think that you fall within this scenario number one. Um, So what to do? What can you do? Start gradually. So maybe that might be, if you've never done deadlifts before, maybe we start with deadlifts. Learn the technique. Um, Maybe start with a quarter to a half range of movement. What I would call a quarter range is like when you start at the top, you hold on to your dumbbell or your barbell and you deadlift down until the bar gets just above the knees. That's what I would say would be a quarter. A half would be just past the knees. So you might want to start with one of those ranges. You might want to hold on to dumbbells, two, like each dumbbell weighing about five kilos or five pounds, uh, 10 pounds. So you hold on to two of those, um, just as a, you know, really loose example. Everyone's different. Then we start with slow tempo. So you might want to go down three seconds, up three seconds, down three seconds, up three seconds. So a six second repetition. And you might want to do three sets of five and see the response. That would be, you know, very conservative for some, but at least at the starting point. But if someone thinks that, that might be too much, then you can always start with less. You can always do less weight. I'm starting with a gentleman who I started with two weeks ago very, very apprehensive to load up his tendons. So we started with one quarter range of movement. We started with, so these are the deadlifts. We started with one kilo, a one kilo bar doing three sets of five. And once he found that that was fine, we then went to four kilos. Once that was fine, we went to five kilos and then we're just slowly building up. And so um, we can always start somewhere. And if you do this, if you trial this out and symptoms are no worse, no worse than body weight, or if they fall within these acceptable pain restrictions or pain guidelines that we mentioned at the start, then you're on the right track. Let's build up from there. Um, what not to do sort of highlights with which it sort of um, contains the elements in scenario number two, which we'll go through now. All right, so we had scenario number one. I have pain with body weight exercises So I don't want to progress. We now have scenario number two, which we're moving on to, which 
I've tried my rehab, Brody. I've tried the progressive rehab. I went to physio. They said, yes, let's load him up. And they progressed me and I had a flare up. And now I'm scared to progress. They got me to do deadlifts or they got me to do single leg deadlifts. And I was sore for seven days afterwards. I'm never going back to that physio and I'm never trying deadlifts again. You know, extreme, but you know, this is what I hear. Um, understandable, very understandable that you're worried. Very understandable that you um, don't want to do that again. We want to move away from pain. I get it. Um, that's po- that's why, you know, human behavior is to, as you have this more and more, people tend to sit less and less and actually deconditions them to sitting and then it's hard to return back to sitting. But, you know, we, we move away from pain. That's just human instincts. So I get it. Um, and even people's beliefs, like they have an MRI, it shows tears, it shows fraying, it shows tendon degeneration. And you're like, why Why the hell would I load up this tendon that's so deconditioned, degenerated, has all these tears in it because it's just going to make the tear worse and it's going to do more damage. Why on earth would I do that? So um, loading the tendon, um, like I say, tendons love slow, heavy load. Don't be worried. You know, I think the scans is another um, another sort of tangent, but I've done episodes on that in the past. Essentially, the link between scans and pain function and like your level of strength that you can generate is just the, the correlation is really, really poor. Um, and even if there's, you know, 20% of a tendon that is damaged, well, that's 80% of a tendon, a really, really healthy tendon that we can get super, super strong. Anyway, I digress. Scenario number two, um, it is clear that you um, have progressed too quickly. If someone jumps on a chat with me and says, Brody, went to the physio, we did deadlifts, fled me up for seven days, I'm never doing it again. Clear sign that your initial start to doing the heavy stuff has been too much and hasn't um, fit within those pain guidelines because you might be pain-free during that deadlift, but the second condition of these pain rules is it needs to return back to baseline in 24, even better if it's 12 hours. And if you flared up for seven days, that is not abiding to those rules. And so we need to go back to the drawing board. We need to say, all right, that was way too much. Let's wait till you back down to baseline. Let's restart again with a more conservative approach. And I don't know why, like it's just progressing too quickly and it's really disheartening when it does cause a flare up, but going from a double leg deadlift to a single leg deadlift is not sensible. It's not much of a, um, a progression, I would say, because if you're doing body weight, or let's just say you're doing 10 kilo deadlifts, and then all of a sudden you go to five kilo single leg deadlifts. Already going from double leg to single leg without any weight, you're doubling the weight because you've had each leg 50-50 contributing to the deadlift. And now all of a sudden you've got 100% contributing to a single leg deadlift. So that's double what it was doing prior. Even if you drop the weight from 10 kilos with the double leg to five kilos with the single leg, that is an enormous jump. And then you have to deal with a single leg, um, like trying to, negotiate balance and you're sort of like a little bit unsure maybe your technique is less controlled and it's a little bit all over the place and 
you know, that's too much, way too much. And I think I've done an episode, how long ago was that? I've got all the lists of episodes right in front of me. I just can't find it because I've done so many. Um, I mentioned on one of these episodes that, you know, it's, it's better to just do double leg than doing single leg stuff because I'll say it again, tendons love slow, heavy load and you can do deadlifts. You can get super, super heavy with your deadlifts. Uh, you can go slow because you've, you've got a good base of support. So you can, you can control the tempo of that exercise and you can go super, super heavy. You can do like 150% of your body weight. Like right now I do deadlifts and that's probably about a hundred percent of my body weight. Um, but I'm not like a weightlifter or anything. Um, but there's no way I could do 50% of my body weight single leg. So you're just limiting yourself and it's a tougher exercise to try and balance on that leg anyway. So when we talk about tendons, love, slow, heavy load, you can almost uh, like the double leg deadlifts are just going to foster that environment and the single legs aren't going to foster that environment. So just really keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> I'm digressing a lot here on this um, this topic, but keep it simple. I, I'm more than happy just to rehab someone and just stick to double leg deadlifts. We can do slow, we can do heavy, we can alter the range of movement, we can alter the tempo, and then the sets, reps, and weights we can change and progress and do all those sorts of things. So back to this scenario number two of, you know, having this initial start and flaring up, we just go back to the drawing board and we try and find a level that you can tolerate. And once we find a level you can tolerate, it's so much easier from there because we just make incremental steps to progress. So um, this was a short episode, but it was a really important one. And I've got a couple of takeaways. Um, first, we want to progress at whatever speed you're comfortable with. And But you do need to progress. If, if you're not comfortable with progressing, then you need some reassurance or... You just need smaller stepping stones um, to, to build up, but it should always be progressive if symptoms allow, if you follow within those pain rules and um, you can progress at the speed you're comfortable with. Sometimes with my clients, uh, we move at the rate of confidence rather than move at the rate of what the tendon can tolerate because I don't want to put someone in, I don't want them having doing a deadlift that is you know, the tendon will agree with, but they're super anxious the entire time because they think it's too much. We don't want that. We want you to be comfortable. So progress at the, the speed you're comfortable with, but you do need to progress. So that was takeaway number one. Takeaway number two, build your strength and confidence at the same time. So, very similar to what I just talked about. But when you see this work, not only do you build the strength and function, but you also build the confidence at the same time. So the 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 apprehension, the the nerves, the anxiety, that just tends to fade away once you start going heavier and you can see how beneficial it can be. Takeaway number three, don't keep doing bodyweight exercises and expect things to change. I've had people do bodyweight exercises for six months, 12 months, and they say, I've tried everything. Shockwave, PRP, physio, chiro, osteo, um, strengthening. And then they say, oh, strengthening, interesting. What sort of strength are you doing? I am doing bodyweight bridges, bodyweight hip thrusts, um, bodyweight step-ups. And yeah, it's no surprise that there's been no change in that period of time. 
Um, takeaway number four, I'll say it probably for the fifth time on this episode, tendons love slow, heavy load. Give them that environment, work up to give them that environment if you're apprehensive, but we'll go a long way. So enjoy. Um, hopefully you took some practical tips away from this episode. Um, when's this episode coming out? The 21st. Happy holidays to everyone. I'll be back in the new year and we'll have some more success stories, some more practical takeaways. So I look forward to bringing you those episodes and we'll catch you then. Thanks once again for listening and taking control of your rehab. If you are a runner and love learning through the podcast format, then go ahead and check out the Run Smarter podcast hosted by me. I'll include the link along with all the other links mentioned today in the show notes. So open up your device, click on the show description, and all the links will be there waiting for you. Congratulations on paving your way forward towards an empowering, pain-free future. And remember, knowledge is power. Oh, 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 oh,